Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two begins now, now, now. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up and everybody else in between throwing it down to Monday Night Meltdown continues. Uh, the Chicago Bears crappiness continues uh, as well. Uh, my ineptness uh, and my crappiness uh, associated with Chicago Bear uh, games continues as well. I don't blame myself for this one, though. I blame the National Football League for putting the Chicago Bears on TV. How do I not bet a primetime game? Thank God we hit the field and uh, touchdown prop <laughs> early in the game, in-game. That softened the blow a little bit. We jumped in on Kirk Cousins, Patterson props. Hey, props can save you or they can kill you. Tonight it was a little bit of both. Tonight the props were all right, but uh, we were on the wrong side of things. But let's just be real. We all knew going into the football game that, you know, it, it was it's like basically, you know, it, it, it was dangerous. All right. It was it was a dangerous proposition. Whoever you were taking Kirk Cousins, 0 nine. That's the whole thing. I know. By the way, Nick Foles is now out for the year, supposedly. Um, I don't know. Is that bad? <laughs> like, I hope he's OK. I hope there's no physical discomfort for Nick Foles. But like, honestly, if you're Nick Foles, it's like, well, whatever you there. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing. You don't have to go out there anymore. And if it's the Chicago Bears, does it really matter that Nick Foles isn't there anymore? I mean, you're talking about a quarterback that threw 26 passes and uh, it totaled 108 yards. You know, high school numbers, high school offenses are more creative than the Chicago Bears. And their head coach sucks, their GM sucks, uh, their quarterbacks suck. Other than that, though, their play calling sucks. Like, honestly, like the general manager, they everybody, this is an organization which everybody needs to be fired. Everybody. All right, George Kurtz is going to step up and in. We're going to get into some NHL, uh, the jerseys. Uh, people are going crazy about the National Hockey League uh, jerseys uh, that have been released. So so-called retro in which every National Hockey League team, for the most part, not all of them, but almost all of them, decided to uh, go back to their worst ever color scheme and logo that they've ever had in the history of their franchise and decide to remake it. Craziness in the NBA. Harden wants out of Houston. Turns down a $50 a year contract extension. Wants to go to Philadelphia or Brooklyn. George Kurt steps up and in. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. I just can't live without rage, you <laughs> Big tight anger management class that continues. Got a Friday night free show uh, feel to it uh, tonight. I uh, love uh, game time decisions today. A lot of anger and hostility. A lot of anger and hostility. Uh, see, that's the difference between Dallas Cowboy and Philadelphia Eagle uh, fans. You tell an Eagle fan that his quarterback sucks and his fighting words. You tell a Cowboy fan that his team sucks, and he's like, yeah, I know. George Kurtz steps up. And then, What's going on, Kurtz? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Gabe. How about you? Not bad, Kurtz. Uh, not, not bad. Quite, quite the night uh, tonight. Been an adventure like it is every night uh, here on the Late Night Anger Management class. So listen, yeah, Walsh, uh, Walsh, you know, Walsh got upset earlier because I said that Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in the division. And he thought I was joking, but I wasn't joking. Joe Lisi agreed. Cam agreed. Now, I am going to say, though, Dak Prescott is injured. So I'm talking right now this year. Right? Dak Prescott's not there right now. I guess Andy Dalton's going to be back, though, huh? So we'll throw it. So Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones. Who do you want out of those four? Right now. Well, it's not going to be Alex Smith, right? So we can knock him out there. Uh, are we talking just to win this year or are we talking career? Let's say right now, right now. Even career-wise. Right now. They're all, they're all it is between, it's between Wentz, and, it's between Wentz and Jones. I don't think I'm going to put Dalton there. We haven't seen Dalton play the, yet this year, right? I mean, he got hurt very early in the Washington game, you know, and then we haven't seen him since. So we don't know what he can do. I imagine oh, yeah, we when did. we see him on Sunday, it will be Dalton. But I don't know for sure. Like, I haven't seen him. Who would they lose like 38 nothing to if Dalton played on primetime TV? It was terrible. What game was that? It was not with uh, – well, they didn't lose 38 nothing on primetime to anybody, right? They lost yeah, they with, uh, to Pittsburgh with uh, – what's his name? Uh, Garrett Gilbert. And they lost to Danucci to Philadelphia. Okay, not, not primetime, then at 4 o'clock. Who would they play? Uh, let me see. Let me look at a Cowboys schedule Pittsburgh. Here. They lost to Pittsburgh last week, and that was with uh, Gary Gilbert. I know, the week I know before. they lost to Pittsburgh last week, George. I'm aware they lost to Pittsburgh last week. <laughs> yeah, Dalton's only missed the two games. That's it. All right, so what games did Andy Dalton? Was it, was it the Arizona game he played in? Was that it was the Arizona yes. game? Yes, he yeah. did play in the Arizona game, and he wasn't yeah, good. They lost 38-10. 
I think, listen, if I had to win one game, you tell me I had to win one game with the quarterbacks in the NFC East. I mean, it is between Wentz and Jones, right? Because uh, I, I like mobility quarterbacks here. Both guys can get out of the pocket. Wentz looked terrible on Sunday. For the most part this year, he's been, you know, he's been playing with nothing. No offensive line and no weapons. I mean, but he was bad Sunday, and he got some weapons back. I mean, if you go into stuff, what we saw, I mean, recency bias, yeah, it would be Daniel Jones. But I think if I had to choose for just for this week, this Sunday, I'm probably still going to Wentz. But if you ask me the same question Monday and Wentz is bad again, I would switch my answer to Jones. But we hated Jones most of this year. What, because he had one game without turnovers, now we're on his side yet? I don't know if I'm ready to make that switch yet. I would still choose Wentz, but I'll be the first to admit I don't feel great about it. Well, they played yesterday head to head, and Jones was better than Wentz. So they're, they're, he was. You know, that's, they, you know, they're, they're, it almost settles it right there. <laughs> um, all right. So, what about the division, though? And what's going on there, George? All right. It sounds like it's, it's like a wave every time you move. It's always an adventure, Kurtz, with you when you join us. Like, say they're like, there's a different audio, there's different noise, or like, like every. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, there's nothing doing, going on here. Try not to move too much if you can. If you like, like right I just now, won't breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like, hold my breath. <gasps> like TV, I understand, Kurtz. Watching you and Cam is like watching a movie, like The Exorcist. You guys heads are turn around. You're looking around all the time. <laughs> you can make a, you can make a movie, The Exorcist. Like this is radio, and somehow it's an adventure, Kurtz. Um, it's like his mic is too hot. You're usually like, you're not hot enough. Uh, you're too hot. We're hearing like every little, it's like Darth Vader in the house here. All right, uh, Kurt. So who's winning the division, Kurtz? You know, if you look at the schedules, I think the Giants, the Giants are a game and a half behind. So that's a lot to make up. But their schedule is easier. I mean, the Philadelphia schedule is pretty brutal coming up as far as who can they win? Who can they beat? I mean, it's a game and a half. I'm going to take the, I'll take the Eagles up a game and a half. But if it was a half a game or a game, I'd probably go Giants here. Giants have uh, they're about even as far as division. They split uh, with each other, right? Giants and Eagles. They, uh, right now they're even in the division. Eagles uh, beat the Cowboys. Giants lost to the Cowboys. Uh, same thing with the uh, the Washington Football Team. But it's a schedule. I mean, if you look at the schedule for these two teams, the Giants really could win this division. It wouldn't really saying. surprise me at all. But I'll say the Eagles are getting healthier. They're going to get players back. I mean, it's, a, it's a, the game and a half. I can't give up the game and a half. I'll say the Eagles, but once again, I would bet no money on this. Plus 300, I am. I, I am, Kurtz. I've got money to burn. I'm rich, Kurtz. Plus 300 on the Giants. <laughs> Let's get it. I got no faith in the Eagles, Kurtz. I really don't. I don't have any faith in this team. I, I, you, do you think they're beating Cleveland? Look, the Giants are, have a bye week, right? So the Giants are off, and uh, then they're back, and they're at the Bengals, which is a winnable game for them. They're at the Bengals. Giants at Seahawks. Eh, yeah, all right, it's going to be tough. That's a loss. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they, they played well on the road, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Cardinals at Giants. Arizona's a loss. That's going to be a problem. All right, that'll be a problem for them. Browns at Giants. Winnable. It's winnable. Baltimore, I got. It. I know they've been playing terrible. That has to be a loss at, at yeah, Baltimore. A, that, that's a problem. You're right. That's a problem. And Dallas should. It should be a win. Dallas shouldn't. I assume Dallas will be out of it by then. They shouldn't be looking to even play this game. It'll be in New York. It's going to be cold. Well, it'll be in New Jersey. It's going to be cold. Right. I think Dallas, Dallas players will be looking forward to uh, the off season here. But still, the I mean, they, they have to beat be Cincinnati harder. and Cleveland. They have to. It's, it's pretty hard. The Giants' schedule. They're right. 
Like, but Philadelphia's is harder. That's the thing. Have you looked at the Philadelphia's Giants schedule? Have to find a way. The Giants need to beat the Bengals, lose at the Seahawks, then they need to beat the Cardinals at home. Like they need to find a way to beat the Cardinals at home. Look, that game's December the thirteenth. The game's December the thirteenth. Maybe it's a snowstorm or something weird happens at the Meadowlands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not yeah. so sure that's a snowstorm is good for the Giants. I mean, I uh, there's, this is a team that really – they're going to have to throw the ball. But look, look at the Philadelphia schedule, Gabe. Where's the easy win coming? Dallas in Week 16? You know, Washington Week 17. That's it. Their other opponents, Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona. I mean, Wow. They, they better be Cleveland. If they lose to Cleveland this week, they're, they may be toast. They can go on a really long losing streak if they lose to Cleveland yeah, yeah. this week because then they got Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona. Good luck. That's what I'm saying. And I do think they lose to Cleveland. And it won't be plus 300 anymore. So, like, the number's going to move with the Giants not playing. It's a big game, big week for the Giants. Like, watching, they're going to be like degenerate gamblers all watching this game, pulling for the Browns. It's even easier because it's an AFC team, right? So it's like, yes, yes, please, Cleveland. Knock these guys off. Knock these guys off. But, yeah, Philadelphia is just in a, in a, in a downward spout right now. And as, as George mentioned, their schedule, they're, they're at Cleveland. For, this is Philadelphia's schedule. At Cleveland versus Seattle. At Green Bay versus New Orleans. At Atlanta. At Dallas versus Washington. I see two wins on the, the Eagles' horizon, maybe. I mean, they could beat Dallas and they could beat Washington. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, uh, I think the Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland's not really impressing anybody either, right? I mean, they've had all sorts of issues this year. They're winning, but other games. Than that, they, they're winning games, though, Cleveland. It, Let's give them credit for what they've done. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, six, they're a playoff they're team right now. So why would your record says you are? Six and three. Right? So we'll they're give them credit in the world, but I'm not going to say they're definitely going to beat Philadelphia. I think it's a game. I think it's a 50-50 toss-up. It's in Cleveland. I would give them the slight edge here. But it wouldn't shock me also if Philadelphia all of a sudden wins this game. But I think Miles Garrett's going to have a field day in tracking down Carson Wentz and killing him. And if they lose this, if they lose, when's the next win? I'll bet you 200 bucks right now, Kurtz, that the Eagles lose, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's why that's why sports books exist. FanDuel. Late night anger management class, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Marenzi. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Late night anger management class. I am Gabriel Renzi. I look at our chat. These guys are still talking about Jared Goff, big man. Like, seriously, they've been going on for like an hour and a half about Jared Goff. And and uh, I see uh, somebody says, oh, well, at least Jared Goff made a Super Bowl. Something Jared, uh, something Josh Allen will never do. So Josh Allen's in his third year, big man. I love when people like judge people's careers like after a couple of years. Oh, yeah, you're right. He'll never make it. You're right. Like He should just retire now. He's sure, like, same like with Siakam. Remind me, it's a good segue into the NBA. Like, Siakam should just retire because he had a bad series, big man. He should retire, never play basketball again, ever, even though he's only 26 years old <laughs> and and really, like, overachieved last year, right? And, you know, was just learning how to beat a man. He should just quit and retire. Like, God, there's so many bad takes out there. Uh, but that's what keeps sports going, right? Bad takes. That's what keeps sports books uh, going. Bad picks. So speaking of sports books, let's get into it. NBA draft is this week. It's uh, it's coming up. Uh, what is it? It's uh, is it on Wednesday? So um, uh, Lamelo Ball is now favorite. And I'll tell you what, guys. And you can correct me if you're wrong. I know you like Ball, big man. But pretty much, if you read, like if you look, and I've been in football mode. I haven't really jumped in and like really dug in and done NBA research here. As much as I you know, will, I will now. Maybe tonight I'm going to do it, actually. I'm a little footballed out right now anyway, so I wouldn't mind a little NBA talk, basketball talk. So I'm going to jump in here and really see what we can find. But there's not he's not a slam dunk to be the number one pick. It seems like it's starting to look that way right now. But as far as the media is concerned, one day they got Wiseman, one day they have Edwards, another day they have Ball. I'm starting to believe that it will be Ball, who is selected by the T-Wolves first overall because of the name, because they can, and he is good. He's minus 210 right now, big man. Do you believe that LaMelo Ball will be the first player taken by the T-Wolves? No, I do not. Um, I I think, to me, it, it would be Edwards. I think he has just a perfect skill set for what, they're wanting and what they're going to do. I think D'Angelo Russell is a really good point guard. Um, you know, and look, the Timberwolves have obviously Carl Anthony Towns, but you know, when you look at Edwards, uh, one of the big things that I've heard out of him is his work ethic, uh, his ability to just sit in the gym and t- to get better. I don't think he's the most polished number one pick I've ever seen, but He's really good. He's got a great work ethic. And we saw that with, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was a kid coming out of college that, you know, did have to work on some things. But he sat in the gym and he, you know, got better at everything. And now he's, the you know, arguably the best player in the NBA. I think Anthony Edwards has a lot of, uh, you know, a Dwayne Wade in him. I, I think he's a really interesting player. And I think he'd go really well off the ball in Minnesota. If I were them, I would go with Edwards. It's going to be Edwards or Ball. It's not going to be Wiseman. Uh, and I think for the the Timberwolves, they need some – they need just a solid, really good basketball player. I, I don't know that the Timberwolves 
want the fanfare and the stuff off the court that Ball's going to bring. Edwards is the guy, if it were my pick. Um, it's interesting, as you stated. Edwards, um, you know, look, dude, Tom Crean has a great a great track record right now, big man, right? Of, of, of his players just being grinders, smart guys, tough guys in the NBA. Edwards is a guy who at Georgia was, um, he was like the only good player on the team. So he's, you know, that's what's good about a guy like him. He's tough in, like he's tough. He's used to being double teamed. He's used to like being the man type thing and sort of being, you know, you know, not having anyone to pass to and carrying a basketball team. And he is a good kid too, a hard, a hard worker. Ball, and listen, you know how I felt about Lonzo. And Lonzo's okay now. Uh, the father, though, doesn't seem to be an issue. There's not any sort of circus coming in with Ball here at all. An interesting player at 6'7". He can't really shoot, but he's still a kid. 6'7", uh, I tell you, people really like him. And as you mentioned, though, Edwards is a nice fit for, for Minnesota. If you look at what they have, right, it's a nice fit. But uh, yeah, they. I think they're thinking as well, dude, they could have their own little Lonzo Zion alley-oop fest with, with LaMelo in there. It wouldn't shock me if it was LaMelo. I don't know if I want to lay 210. And like I said, I'm going to dig down deeper here. But, you know, people really like LaMelo Ball a lot. Um, you know, like I said, he doesn't have the same, he doesn't have the same baggage that, that Lonzo had. Like he's done a good job of dissing himself from his father. The father's not involved, you know, with the contracts or anything. He really is his own man. I think going to Australia has helped him. And you know, I bet on that league. That's a good league. You know, that's a good league. Like playing in that league, I think toughens them up more than it would have playing in the NCAA with just the circus of being on ESPN all the time and all that crap. It would have really made them better. It just would have made other people money. So I think actually I give, I always think the balls were kind of dumb and did dumb things along the way, but I'll give credit that this kid, the plan worked out. I mean, he went to Australia. He didn't clown himself. His teammates liked him. He wasn't like, Oh, you know, this kid's a pain in the ass. Like, remember when they went to that, the other country league, like that was a joke and stuff, right? Like they didn't take that That's seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But like when, like this kid took this seriously and stuff there and he was popular there. They liked him. He played well. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. And then you got the Warriors checking in. So just for the record, the comparisons, you know, with, with LaMelo, people, some people are just talking upside, like if he really pads out that he's a Jason Kidd type of player. That they think he's that good, right? Like I, I'm seeing scouts say that ball big man is like an automatic 10, 12 assist a game, like he's a rookie right away. I guess the kid's got great vision, and he can he can really hook people up. No, he definitely does. I mean, and that's something that he you know is kind of perfected being you know overseas. Look, I'm a big fan of the kids that go overseas. You know, whether they're over there to begin with or they go over there, you have to remember. I mean, Lamelo when he went to Lithuania was was 16 years old. I mean, he's a kid. Uh, he's matured considerably. I think he's a lot more level headed. Um, I think Jason Kidd. I mean, that's I think a bit high. Uh, you know. I, you know, I, he, he kind of has Sean Livingston vibes to me. I, I think he's kind of a better version of that kind of player. But, um, you know, he needs to improve his shot because there's been a lot of, of rumors, 
inside some of the GM rooms and things like that, that his shot is broken from a jump shot standpoint. Um, you know, so that that's, I think, concerning. I, there's no way I would lay 210. I, I don't. I, I actually hate that price. I I would gobble up plus one fifty five with Edwards. I think that's a really solid pick. Uh, and then I would take Wiseman too uh, to Golden State as long as they don't trade. I think he would be a tailor made player uh, to you know just run downhill, lob potential, you know transition kind of opportunities with Stephen Curry. They had it for a short time with. A guy, uh, Jordan Bell, if you remember a couple of years ago, I think he is a guy that could really catch on there. They've really needed that kind of center big uh, with that lob potential, freak athlete kind of thing. And I think Wiseman could be terrific there. Uh, as long as they don't trade it, I think the Warriors go Wiseman. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good but You know, the yeah. NBA is not really a big man league uh, anymore. And, you know, you have to be able to shoot, right? And no one really, we don't know much about Wiseman. He hasn't really played all that much. But as you stated, and that's what the scouts are saying too, that worst case scenario for why best case scenario is, you know, he develops like Anthony Davis. He doesn't have the ball handling skills. AD was actually a point guard, right? He just in high school and stuff, right? AD like just started growing and getting tall as he got older. Uh, but he was actually a point guard. That's why AD's like so skilled and, sort of doesn't really play in the paint. It's not in his nature. But Wiseman does play in the paint. But as you stated, big man, like basically he could be an automatic, just, you know, 10, 12 rebounds, a bunch of, you know, 14 points, some dunks, stay out of everyone else's way. It's a good point. His style of play and where he's at in his career right now, just being a kid and not with a lot of experience, he kind of is perfect for Golden State. They don't want to, you know yeah. what I mean? They don't They don't need someone in their way. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They don't need someone in the way. It's like, we got Thompson back. We got Curry. We got Wiggins. Like, we've already got, like, firepower here. What we need from you, kid, is to rebound and dunk it. Exactly. And and we'll teach you to shoot. And who better to learn to shoot than being in that gym every day with those guys, big men? Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think, you know... I saw a comparison, you know, and I thought it was kind of good. Uh, I think DeAndre Jordan is is a solid one. I, I'm not really a big fan of, of him out, more you know, outside than of the key. Yeah, he, he's a guy that, look, I think he can go out, Wiseman, and, and hit a jump shot. He's got good form. I don't think his shots got any issue, but he's just going to have to per- – perfect that I watched him in high school uh, when he was at Memphis East and and he was really just running the floor and catching lobs and doing things like that but um, you know he's a skilled player I think he'd be perfect as you said I think it's a good point by you uh, in that system get him out running running downhill catching lobs you know so LaMelo Ball is minus 210 right now guys Anthony Edwards is plus 155 James Wiseman is plus 550 um, and then and, and others is a big drop but you can you if you, you can mix it up as well. Uh, there's 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 props up. Who's going to be the number two pick? Uh, James Wiseman plus one twenty eight. Anthony Edwards plus two ten. Lamelo Ball plus two seventy. Uh, who's going to be the third pick? Uh, the exact order of pick. Uh, NBA draft up parlays. So there's all kinds of different options. We're going to break it down throughout the week. And obviously, we've been in football mode uh, coming into the weekend uh, here. But, man, the NBA season is sneaking up on us. We have the draft. Free agency starts, I think, like later in the week type thing. A couple of days after the draft. And the season starts in like a little more than a month. 
All right, we'll say goodbye to Big Man on the other side here. Sports Rage Late Night, Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Okay. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Late night, Ed Moore continues. I'm Morenci. The adventure. Let's change. We got to change the name of the show, actually. I don't want to. Late night. Late night surprise. Late night adventure. Late night circus. Uh, I don't know. Well, we're taking we're taking suggestions. All right. We're taking suggestions. Uh, you know, I think Hot Mike actually is a pretty good one, Kurtz. That'd be a good name for a show. Hot Mike with Gabriel Morenci. Um, cause yeah, that's, that's, you know, that'd be a good name. So George Kurtz, uh, kicking it with us. Uh, we're just talking about these NHL, uh, jerseys. So yeah, I was saying the Hartford one sucks. I'll just tell you right now. Hartford sucks. Columbus is a train wreck. Jersey's, Jersey's a throwback. It's all green and stuff. It's very ugly, but it is what it was actually. It's, it's ugly, but it's cool and it's ugliness. I wouldn't wear it, but the Islander one is nice, but it's just an Islander Jersey. Like that's the Ranger one is just a Statue of Liberty. That's whatever. I've never been a big fan of it. The Flyers one's just standard Flyers. They didn't do much to it. Uh, Pittsburgh went old school with the Pittsburgh horizontal in the letters. Very nice, sharp, simple, crisp. Good job, Pittsburgh. Washington blows. That eagle look is stupid. Uh, the Blackhawks, I don't know. They only showed the back of it, and it just looks like a standard Blackhawk jersey. The Nordique one uh, slash Avs is nice. I just don't like it because uh, they ripped off Quebec and they should be there. The Dallas Star one sucks. The Minnesota Wild one isn't bad. Nashville didn't do anything. And the St. Louis Blues might be the worst one. Like, George, like, it's red. Like, why would you use the St. Louis Blues be red? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, the Ducks is the worst one. You see the Duck one, guys? It looks like a six-year-old kid just scribbled on a jersey. Like, I can't believe it passed inspection. The Jets one, so I the Red the, Wings. The Red Wings looks like a practice jersey. I mean, the, the Ducks one looks like a cartoonist had a conniption fit and just start, you know, and yeah. just started writing. Yeah, I think it looks bad. I don't like the Minnesota it. Wild one either. You don't know? I think I don't mind it. What do you think of the yeah, Arizona I, one? That's my favorite one. The Canadians is sharp because it's classic, but I really like the Coyote one. The Grand Canyon on the bottom, the blue. I think it's great. I am shocked. The Blackhawks, by the way, uh, I, I see a. Uh, they have a side view of the front of the jersey. They kept the uh, the Indian head. That's shocking to me that they would do that in this day and age. So surprised there. Yeah. So uh, you think point. they They're the only ones to show the back <laughs> in the picture. It's like what you guys. That don't may be why. Show yeah, you don't want to show. Your Speaking of Chicago, all right. Hold on, George. Uh, it's an adventure tonight. Uh, we've got two Kevin's in Chicago that call the show. We got a lot of listeners in Chicago. We've got two cabins that call it Chicago. We've got, uh, we have like sort of sane Kevin that's got like, you know, normal sports takes. And then we got angry, crazy Kevin. I'm willing to bet we got angry, crazy Kevin. Angry Kevin in Chicago stepping up at it. Is it angry Kevin? What's up, Kevin? Are you there? I ain't angry. I'm cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> What's on your mind, Kevin? 
Um, I called into your partner show, the morning radio show last week. I was talking about um, Jared Goff and the Rams. I said, don't count them out. They just had that bad loss against Miami. People said, oh, they're done. It, he, he looks like garbage. The Rams are kaput. I said, no, hold out. I got faith in them. I think they can bounce back. And what happens? They come back and beat the the favorite, MVP favorite, Russell Wilson, and the Seattle Seahawks. And I like the favor. Um, I like them to win the division. So this is what they do every after every week. There's always some um, personalities talking about. Oh, it's some big reaction. This guy, that guy, who should be the MVP after every game, every team's done. <laughs> Even someone like Lamar Jackson. Oh, this guy's the future of the league, MVP, and what happens? He gets figured out in a year, and now he looks like an average quarterback. They do this every year after every week, some overreaction. But You're I called right, I'm it. Guilty I said, of it myself. LA Rams. I'm guilty of some of these reactions yeah. myself, but and now we don't want to fall into that trap, but I will tell you something, Kevin. I do agree, and I brought up you look at the New Orleans Saints, Green Bay Packers, and we'll get Kurtz's take on this in a second. Saints, Packers, Buccaneers, Seahawks. They're all ranked ahead of the Rams in the odds here to win the NFC. Um, the Rams could beat any one of those teams on any Sunday, Kevin. I'll totally give you that. And the Rams play up or down a level of competition. I was on the Rams yesterday, too, uh, Kevin. I, listen, what do you think? Thanks for the call, Kevin. Uh, good call. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of the Rams? Are you buying in uh, with the Rams? I think, George, the Rams, they play better against better teams, right? So you saw that against the Seahawks, 5-1 and one last six against the Seahawks. They have a great defense. You know, it's up to Jared Goff and what the offense can bring. But are you buying into the Rams? Can the Rams win the NFC, in your opinion, Kurtz? Well, the NFC, I think, is wide open. I would have maybe told you the, the Saints were the best team before now. We don't even know what Drew Brees is going to play again. Right with the pneumothorax, he's at at least the rest of this month and probably into December. There, I think with the Rams, you know, before really uh, yesterday, they had five wins, four came against the NFC East, and we know what a disaster that division is, and the other one against Chicago. So not impressive, but they should have beat Buffalo. You know that that horrendous PI call in that game. Else, else they might have beaten Buffalo there, and they lost to San Fran. You really can't lose to San Fran this year with all the injuries. And I don't know what happened in the Miami game where they they really played fine, but got to oh, turn the ball over too much. So yes, can they beat anybody on any given Sunday? Sure. I don't think they're the favorite at all, but they're a dangerous team when they protect Goff, which might be a problem now because now Whitworth is out. He's out six to eight weeks with the, the MCL injury, so that's going to be even more of an injury. If you protect Goff, he'll find Cup, Woods, and those receivers there. But I wonder if that's going to be an issue now without Whitworth. And Goff, when he gets pressured, he throws off his back foot, and that's generally not a good thing for him. You know, we've been talking about it, and Kevin's right, man. Good call, Kevin. I'm as guilty of it every week. Oh, there's this team and that team. I don't fall for it as much. I'm always just looking for the value, uh, Kevin. Um, and thanks for the call in Chicago. Like I said, I think Chicago's number one on the Rage hit list right now. Um, Chicago repping. Good stuff. Uh, love you guys. So uh, the Saints plus 300 right now. And as you mentioned, I was buying into the Saints. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Bovey was on two. A couple of Mondays ago, they were 13 to one. And they were seven to one to win the NFC. Now they're plus 300. Jameis Winston comes in now. And I like Winston, but still, you know, the Saints suddenly, you know, Drew Brees got collapsed lungs, fractured ribs. Dr. Chow says he's going to be fine, but he's not going to be back until December, mid-December or something like you stated, George. 
Green Bay Packers have their flaws. Tampa have their flaws. Seattle have their flaws. The Rams are right in the mix. You can't tell me any of those teams are better than the Rams, right? You know, like the Rams, the Rams are in the mix. The question is, do we put Arizona in that mix? Are you ready to do that, George? Arizona ten to one. I'm not. I'm not ready to do that. Are you? I think I am. I think I am. That running game is good. Drake, Edmonds, Kyler Murray. I mean, I, my only worry about the Cardinals would be this. Generally, I think you need to prove it year first to get in the playoffs. You know, there's not too many guys on that team who've been in the playoffs. Will Kyler Murray fold in the playoffs like we've seen Lamar Jackson do? You know, guys, first time, second time in the playoffs, they need to uh, get that experience there. I don't know how many times you're going to get lucky on what you want to call a Hail Mary yesterday, whatever that was, and to beat those teams. Uh, So I don't think this is going to be there yet, but once again, I think they can beat any team they haven't played that day, but the defense really isn't there yet. Patrick Peterson... He's not that shutdown corner anymore either. And now, though, I forget the pass rusher they lost now. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, out. Jones. Right. He's out for the year. So I think the defense, they're going to have to play a lot of high-scoring games, which generally does not bode More than well. Natural. We've seen how. They lost a big player again on defense yesterday, too. I don't know. So I forget his name. But they lost They lost another big guy on the line yesterday, too. I'll, I can get it up. But hey, that's what happens. It's a war of attrition, George, right, in the NFL? To me, they're in the mix. They can beat, like, they're good, but like you said, like George said, there's a ladder to this, right? Like, get to the playoffs, lose in a wild card, you know, whatever, maybe win a wild card game and then lose. There's a ladder to this. But I'll tell you what about the Rams' schedule. Uh, so, the Rams, uh, Monday Night Football, actually, at Tampa Bay. That's a gut check. That's a litmus test, isn't it, George? That's a gut check time right there. We find out about the Rams. One thing i tell you about the Rams, though, George, the Rams are a damn good road team, and they're like monsters of the uh, of the highway. Like they, these guys dominate on the road, like like, like sixteen and three type thing. Last nineteen games uh, on the road, so that's that's a fun one. Finally, we have a good Monday night football game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three and a half, total forty seven. George, what's your early take on that game? Rams and Bucks. I think it's going to be a very good game next Monday night. Uh, I won't be refing next Monday night. I'll make sure I'm home. Uh, I'll be looking forward to watch that game. Are we going to see good Tampa or bad Tampa? I mean, it's really what it comes down to. Uh, I, LA, I was shocked LA. they played so... Uh, the Rams, I mean, they're a good team. Uh, if Aaron Donald can cause problems up the middle, that's how you annoy Brady. Cause problems up the middle. Don't allow him to step up. It's not the ends that uh, that annoy him that get to the pass rush. It's... It's up the middle. And I think Aaron Donald's going to cause some havoc here. I don't know what the over-under is or fan, but it's going to be a lower-scoring game that people uh, are going to believe. I think it's going to be under that. It's going to be more of a 20 – it's right around that. Around a 23-20 game, somewhere around there. I'm going to go with Tampa because it's at home. You know, I'll take my chance with them again. I think they are a little bit better, well-rounded team. Uh, but I think the Rams will keep it close. I don't think they're going to get blown out at all. I think the Rams, as far as winning that division – comes down to three games, and it's not Monday night. They play Arizona twice yet, and Seattle again. And yeah. two of those three are on the road. So I think that's what it comes down to. They're in the, they'll make the playoffs. They would have made the playoffs last year if we had seven teams. And, and this year I think play- they'll do better than the number seventh overall seed. It's a great point, and the Rams are good in the division. They're not intimidated by these teams, right? So they're they're fine. And look at their, their other games, though. So they're at Tampa on Monday night, George. They host San Francisco, a depleted, beaten-down San Francisco. They host the New England Patriots, an average Patriots team. They host the New York Jets. Like, if you're the Rams, bro, Thursday, December 10th, you get the Patriots. Sunday, December 20th, you get the Jets. Both at home, both in Los Angeles. 
That's that's a nice two wins in your back pocket late in the year, George. I think Kevin in Chicago is right. I think the Rams are the dark horse that the Rams are going to slide in here and win this division. You could be right because those they should be San Fran, Jets, and New England. Right? That's nine wins right there. If you split with Arizona, that's ten. And then Tampa, you play Arizona again and Seattle. You get one of those wins, one of three. You're not asking for much. It's one of three. Now we're at 11. Yeah, you're, then you're an 11 and 5 team. So for the record, I think there's a little bit of value here too. NFC West odds right now. So, uh, Seahawks plus 125. Rams plus 165. Uh, Cardinals plus 250. And San Francisco 60 to 1. I think, you know what, it's time, man. We're, we're, you know, the season, we're moving on. We're getting into week 11 right now. I don't have a problem with starting to get into some of these division futures. So uh, I like the New York Giants. I think they're worth a, a stab at plus 300. Uh, the NFC North, there's nothing to bet there. It's 10 to 1. NFC South, Saints are minus 220, bucks plus 170. Uh, the NFC West is competitive. See, you know, we mentioned the Seahawks plus 125, the Rams plus 165. I tell you, the AFC East, the Dolphins are getting into the mix right now. But there's still a game back in the, in the loss column, win column, loss column, George. And and the Bills beat them, right? So they've got a problem, Miami. They're in it, but, they've you know, Buffalo would have to fall apart here. Uh, the AFC North, obviously, is Pittsburgh running away with it. KC running away with it. AFC South. Indianapolis minus 145, Titans plus 105. Uh, you, you got a, you got an opinion on that one? I mean, Tennessee has not looked not look great of late, but I don't trust Phillip Rivers at all. I just don't trust Phillip Rivers. But I think Indianapolis is the better overall team, and that Tennessee defense is not playing anywhere near like we thought they would. I'll go with the Colts. I mean, they always seem to beat Tennessee also, and they play Tennessee again in, uh, I think, two weeks. So give me the Colts there, but I, I Phillip Rivers, man, he's, he's just done. And uh, we got about 15 seconds, Kurt. So who do you like in the uh, the Montreal and the New England Revolution MLS playoff game? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Montreal, absolutely. Yeah, go. All right, go in go Montreal. Damn right. Damn right. Let's get it. Great call, George. Great call. Thanks, George, for your time. Four trades late night. You can use. Very good. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. All right, we're at a three-minute warning here. We apologize uh, for any... You know what? It was a fun show, though. I got no beef. I got no beef. I've just been informed, though, that the uh, the issues have been fixed. It's like, yeah, I'm like, well, there's two minutes left. It's sort of like, well, so it's sort of like the Bears getting a first down late in the game. Well, hey, we got a first down, coach. Hey, good, good. It's too bad, you know, we're about to lose. There's 17 seconds left on the clock, and we're about to lose. But the Bears didn't even do that. The Bears didn't even uh, do that. All right, so uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Paul Bovey for joining us on the show. Paul likes the Indianapolis Colts team total to go over the number, and he likes the Liberty football game to go over the number uh, as well. Uh, we promised the NFL line check. So Arizona, Thursday night football against Seattle. Arizona plus three and a half at Seattle, over under 57 and a half. 
Atlanta Falcons plus four and a half at New Orleans over under 51 and a half. Jameis Winston gets the nod uh, for the Bayou uh, Bayou uh, Saints. Uh, Bengals, speaking of the Bayou, Joey B, uh, Joe Burrow plus one and a half at Washington. You notice Burrow and the Bengals are really good, except they've been smashed against the two really physical division teams. Washington are not that. I think it's a bounce back for Cincinnati. Plus one and a half, total 46 and a half. Falcon Saints, 51 and a half. Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia's sorry ass. Plus one and a half at Carolina, no total right now. Patriots, minus two and a half at the Houston Texans. Over under 47 and a half. Philadelphia Eagles going to lose at Cleveland. Cleveland minus three, total 47 and a half. Undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, minus 10 and a half at Jacksonville. Jags getting a little respect uh, here uh, from the odds maker. Total 47 and a half. Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half home uh, home favorites. Tennessee uh, visit uh, Baltimore. Total 48 and a half. Baltimore suddenly have issues. Drew Locke probably not going to play. It looks like it's going to be Brett Rippon. Miami Dolphins three point favorites uh, on the road at Denver 45 and a half. New York Jets get eight and a half at Los Angeles against the Chargers. Total 47. Colts minus two and a half hosting the Packers. Total 51. Chiefs go to uh, the Raiders in Vegas. Chiefs six and a half point favorites. Sunday night football and Monday night football. The Buccaneers are three and a half point favorites over to Los Angeles Rams. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.